Welcome to Nest Church, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nestchurch.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are Um, if you're taking notes, go ahead and write this down. Um, I feel you should write this down. Why do I feel you should write this down? Because if I'm not mistaken, today is January 8th, correct? And by, let's go to the middle of the year, by June 8th, you're going to forget if I ask you what was the message titled on January 8th, the first Sunday, um, the first Sunday gathering at our nest. So what I would love for you to do is write this down because I would want you in your device or in your notepad there to go back and to revisit this because I believe that this is going to be very important for all of us. Today's message is titled this, write this down, very important title. It's titled New Year Revolution. New Year Revolution. As you write that down, uh, please make sure that you don't write the word resolution. I said New Year Revolution. I know that when the new year comes, we speak a lot about resolutions and, and we make lists and all that stuff. But that's not necessarily what I'm discussing today. I'm talking about a revolution rather than a resolution. This is our first service, our first gathering of this new year. And in this prayer, you heard me speak about the last months of 2022, we were in this theme of breakthrough. Um, we, we, we started when I brought the shovel out and I started digging ditches, if you remember that message. And we began to speak about breakthrough from October all the way um, to our candlelight service. And here we are on January 8th and we're continuing on this theme of breakthrough. The reason is because I wanted the end of the year to prepare us to how we were going to start this year. And I would hate for myself and for any of you, because we love you, to continue in the same way or to continue with the same mindset when you know deep down inside what you need is a breakthrough in your life. And that this would be a year that you won't continue to move forward satisfied but that you would say, I'm going to move forward entering into that breakthrough. See, that word is a very, um, it's a very, it could be, it can be a very vague word and term because you could sit there and say, well, what, where, breakthrough in what, breakthrough for what, breakthrough, and we could break that down in so many different pieces. Well, since October, I've tried my best to hit it up, take different avenues when it comes to that, so you can go back and you can listen to all the messages. Um, so I understand how broad that word and term can be. But it's for you to understand that you need to take that word and you need to take time to make it personal. You do. I do. To make it personal to see what it means in my own life. So when we say breakthrough, what does breakthrough mean in your own personal life? I can't answer that for you. 
We can't answer that for you. The person sitting next to you may, but most likely may not be able to answer that for you. It's something that you need to come to an understanding and say, what specifically, you should write this down, needs attention in my life? Have you written that down yet for this year? What needs attention in my life? Specifically, what is it? Because we can make a hundred things of what needs attention. But I'm I'm not asking you just to be vague, and I'm not asking you to be so broad with the list. I'm asking you to narrow it down, to hone in on it, to hit the bullseye on it, to to highlight the main thing in your life that needs attention. I want you today to ask yourself that question. And I want you to be honest. Can you answer that? What needs attention in my life? Well, this is what needs attention. I, I want us to do that. That word breakthrough... It means numerous things, and it, and it can mean numerous things for every single one of us. And here are some definitions of breakthrough. It's a sudden increase in knowledge or understanding, to have a breakthrough, or something that changes the course of your life going forward, that ensures that things will never be the same for you again. That's a breakthrough. And I mean, we could go down for many other definitions of what breakthrough means, but those are the, the main highlighted Definitions of what breakthrough can mean. Breakthrough. So, so what are we doing in this new year, 2023, as we get started? And someone may say, well, what's your vision for the new year? Um, hopefully, it'll start with our leadership where they're going to start to see it. Um, and then from there, you're going to start to see it from our leadership. Um, but, but there is a vision. And there is a purpose. And, and I want us to... To, to really focus as we start this year with our relationship with God. Because I think that this is at its strongest and this is at its most powerful and this is at its most um, attractive when our walk with God is well. So we have to focus personally and today we want to set ourselves, each one of us, to seek The Lord intentionally, but listen to this word, and sacrificially for the next 14 days. I said in 9.30 huddle to the group that was here, that was getting ready to serve. I said, as we get ready tomorrow to start our fast, as we get ready tomorrow to start our hurt. Hopefully we've planned our hurt already. And you could say, well, is that even true? When Should you say hurt? 100%. When you fast, it should hurt you to your core. Because when you sacrifice things in your life that you know you hold on to, and for many of us, it's things like food and certain drinks and stuff like that. Some of you, we're going to fast food, and some of you have health issues, so you can't obviously fast foods like maybe some of, some of us will, but you're going to fast certain things and fast foods and fast sugars and Fast coffee and fast all those things that your body, your mind, your strength needs every day to move forward. And now you're going to squeeze all of that and remove it from your diet and it's going to start to hurt your head. It's going to start to hurt your belly. It's going to start to hurt your mind. The way you start to process things, it's going to 
You're going to see it in the way you speak to people. Everything in you is going to start to get irritated. And then you're going to call and say, I think something's wrong with me. I've had a headache for three days. And I'm going to say, you're doing it well. You're fasting. Welcome. Congratulations. And we're about to enter this time where we want to be intentional and we want to sacrifice for the next 14 days. I've said this, and I'll probably say it five times today. If it does not hurt you, well, we're doing it wrong. No one in the Bible fasted and says, ha, this was the easiest thing. No one. So it's not meant to be easy. It's not meant to be a breeze. They said, oh, the fast was so easy for me. We've had fasts before in this church, obviously. And I've heard people say that. And I've never wanted to cause problems with people. You know, I try not to. But in my mind, I'm like, they did it wrong. I, hope they, I don't know if they understand. It should have done something to them. You should have gone through some migraines. You should have. And what do I do in those moments? Well, that's where you really focus on your spiritual hunger. We deprave ourselves in, in physical things so we could fill ourselves up with the spiritual things. So when we do have that headache and that migraine and that nausea and that irritation, we stop and we say, I see that it's, it's flaring up. I'm going to use that word, right? It's flaring up. And when I'm getting flare-ups, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open up his word. I'm going to get on my knees. I'm going to start to pray. And you're going to see that in the next 14 days, you're going to worship, you're going to pray, and you're going to read the more, read the word more than you probably have all of last year. If you're saying, I don't think so, then you're probably entering the fast wrong. You will, trust me. It's going to be a beautiful fast. How many of you are excited for it? I'm excited for it. Because the Lord is going to deal with us, and this is a great moment for us. To start our year in fasting and in prayer, to give him the beginning portion of this year, to really confront things that need, remember what I asked you, that need attention in our lives. So I want to get a little personal with this. Here it is. Some of those things that need attention in your life, some of those things uh, may be things that only you know of, things that have never been shared to anyone. Some of those things, listen, they don't necessarily have to be struggles. It's not just about, fasting is not just about struggles. It can be a vision you have. Maybe it's something that the Lord has been asking you to take a step of faith in, but you haven't found it in yourself to do it yet. What an amazing time to start off the year to say, Lord, I'm going to take a step of faith in what you're calling me to do. Amen? I would hate for any of us, I would hate for us as a body, I would hate for myself to enter and to move on into 2023 with those same things, ignoring the things that need to be paid attention to. You know, many people, as I, as I gave you the title of the message, they start the year off with New Year resolutions, and they make their lists, and maybe you did that, and that's good if that's what helps you to set goals and lists and all that. Hopefully you hit them. Um, but I'm not necessarily asking you to Make a list, a resolutions list. The word resolution means a firm decision uh, to do or not do something. That's what resolution means. 
It's to make a firm decision to do something or a firm decision not to do something. Um, but maybe what we need is to go a little bit deeper from resolution and not just stop there, but go into a revolution. And that's the question that I want to ask you as we speak of breakthrough. It's what is your new year revolution? The definition for revolution is this. It's a sudden, radical, or complete change. That's different. Let, let me maybe say it this way. How many of you have thought about um, changing something in your life the last year? Go ahead, raise your hand, just for fun. All right, so have I. All right, amen. I was going to do something, but I won't distract you. All right. So many of you have thought of something. How many of you um, are still thinking about things that need to change in your life uh, that you started 2022 with? So think about some of those things. That's resolution. Ah, I tried to make a firm decision to change it, but I didn't. What we're doing today is I, I want to really aim at a revolution, which is Let's not think about it anymore. Let's not put mind to it anymore. Let's really come before the Lord and say, Lord, this is about a sudden, this is about a radical, this is about a complete change in my life. I, don't, I no longer want to think about these things, but I want to enter and I want to walk out of it completely transformed. New year revolution. Your new radical complete Change and transformation. That's what I'm talking about. So here's the scripture that I want to use today. You're probably like, when is he going to get into the word? Right now. In Jesus' longest uh, recorded sermon, message, conversation, preaching, whatever you want to call it, it's known as the Sermon on the Mount. And um, we see it, and he speaks of so many things. He teaches on, on all kinds of areas of our lives. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal <laughs> conversation and sermon that he gives. But one of the topics that he touches up on, because he, he does touches on so many topics, it's what we're going to start together tomorrow. It's on, it's on fasting. I'm going to read from Matthew 6. I'm going to start off in verse 16. Just listen to Jesus' very own words. Um, I love the red letters in the Bible. Amen? I love them. So let's look at some red letters in our Bibles. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16. Once you're there, maybe you could say, go ahead. So that way you're not so spiritual and saying amen. Are we there? Matthew 6, verse 16. It'll come up on the screen. It says this. When you fast, Jesus' words... Look what he says. Do not look. He's speaking to the crowd. He's speaking to followers. He's speaking to people that probably will not follow him anymore. He's speaking especially there as well to his disciples. And he says, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so that their fasting may be seen by others. But truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. I, I like that. Just listen to that for a moment. But when you fast... He says, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others. Very important part of what he's saying here is this next part. But it will be seen by your Father 
who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret, he will reward you. So he's pointing at a lot of things. He's pointing at rewards, but he's not pointing for the sake of rewards. He's pointing to the one who is the rewarder. He says it should be about the father and for the father and the father rewards. There's another group of people that when they fast, they miss the father. But you, when you fast, don't miss the father. Why? Because their fasting is done in public for others. But you, your fast is done in the secret place for the father. And the father sees it and there is the great reward. Their great reward is people look at them and say, Oh, poor thing. Look at them. They're miserable. They're fasting. That's it. That's as far as their reward goes. But not you, he says. It's not like that for you. So we say that by reading this, that yes, our fasting is always for God. He is always the focus of our fast and of our prayer. He is the bullseye in which we aim for. It's, it's, it's him. It's God. I love how the New Living words this for, for fun. I'm just going to read it to you. It says, when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so that people will admire them for their fasting. And I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will ever get. But when you fast, look what he says. I like this translation when it says this. Comb your hair. Wash your face. And no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows What you do in private and your father who sees everything, he will reward you. So so what is Jesus doing here as we get ready to start our fast, as you get ready to start your own fast? What is Jesus teaching us? What is Jesus showing us? Well, he's touching on the deep things in which the religious people of his day were falling guilty of. See, they would fast and they would maybe not eat for a few hours and so on. Maybe they would do something crazy like we're about to do and do a two-week fast. And some people do a 21-day fast and some people do a 40-day fast. And, and, then, and here are these people and they would fast. But, but when they would fast, they would do it so that others can admire them. And see them as, oh, as holy people. Wow, those people really are close to God. They know God. And someone next to them will say, well, why do you say that they know God? Because look at them. They're miserable because they're fasting for him. And that's why they would do it. So that people could see them as, wow, they're holy. They must be closer to God. And Jesus kind of gives an answer to that. And he says, well... This is as far as their reward goes. Their reward goes as far as the flattery of men. I mean, it's a beautiful and it's a powerful and it's a very important teaching by Jesus. Their reward is just that, the flattery of others. Their reward is praise from others while putting on a hypocritical performance. What we're about to do for the next 
few weeks, the next 22 days, and waking up every morning at 5.30 and jumping on Zoom, and the ID code is 305-824-9008. We'll see you there. I don't want to see your blank screens. I don't want to see an emblem. I don't want to see a pause screen. I want to see everyone's faces with the hairs combed and, uh, I mean, water on your face, and we're going to call you out. Hey, phone number, the one that says iPhone, put your face on. We want to see you, and we're going to fast together, and we're going to cry together, and we're going to declare the things of heaven together. How many of you are excited for that? Right. I hope. I won't be there at 5 o'clock to do all this to you. Come on, get up from bed and wash your hair and, and wash your face. I won't be able to do all that. So get pumped now and make a decision now to say, I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to do this. So Jesus says, these people, they do it, but that's as far as the reward goes. Their reward is, is just, it's just this hypocrite hypocritical performance, they, they disfigure their faces, they make themselves look miserable, all so that others can say, wow, those religious people are so godly. And then he says, well, well, that's their reward. That's as far as it goes. And then he looks at his followers and he says, not with you. He says, when you fast, anoint your head, comb your hair, wash your face, take the eye boogers out, and look good. Because when you fast, it's not so that it can be seen by others. But when you fast, knowing that it is seen by your Father who is in heaven. You know, we're fasting not just because it's the church thing to do or it's the religious thing to do. and We're fasting because, Lord, we want to see you. Lord, we want to see you. You see, your Father in heaven, he doesn't just reward you for the things you do in public. It's not about that when it comes to him. It's the Father who sees all things, public and private. He's more concerned with your true person. And your true person is known in the secret place. That's where the true person and the true heart is exposed. You know who your true person is? It's the thoughts you have that you won't dare speak them out loud. That's the secret. And the Lord says, though no one knows those thoughts, those thoughts are not hidden from me. I am in the secret place of your mind, and I know you for who you really are. Isn't that so amazing to know that there's, I always knew there was something in my head, but to finally figure out <laughs> how deep God is in our head. He knows who we are. We can't. Adam, where are you? Adam comes out with clothes on. Well, he knew it because he was already in his head. He was already in the secret places of Adam. So he sees that his heart, his eyes are in the private places that only you, your conscience, and our Father in heaven may know of. That's it. It's right there. And yes, your Father in heaven, he sees in secret and is the one who rewards you. How many of you are, man, thank you, Lord, for you are my Father who rewards me. But I pray that our desire for our breakthrough, 
Our desire in our fast is to live in the joy of the Father who rewards. So we are fasting together. And as we fast together, yes, it's going to be seen by others. But the heart is not to be a hypocritical front. Listen. But a sacrificial offering of obedience to our Father and that it pleases Him and it sees Him in it. That's it. Why are you fasting? I'm fasting to see God in my suffering. I am fasting to see spiritual things come to life as I put things to death physically. Are you with me? Have you planned your fast yet? Tomorrow it starts. Oh, when sun comes up. No, when your eyes wake up. Tomorrow it starts. When your eyes open, it has begun. We're not doing sun up, sun down. We're doing 9th through the 22nd. And when we say amen on the 22nd, go eat your life away. But we're going to fast and we're going to go hungry and you're going to get tired. And that's why we need those men's group on Wednesday. And that's why we need that 5.30 prayer session. And that's why we need that. The, the, I think we have a singles group the following Wednesday. And, and that's, some of you are like, well, I'm just going to be single that Wednesday because I'm going to come together. But whatever it is, but we need to gather. And we have something up our sleeves where the following Friday we're all going to open up the church at night. And we're going to come together and we're going to worship. And we're going to make those announcements for the 20th to prepare yourselves Because we're at the end of our fast on the 20th. The 20th is going to be one of the hardest days of your fast. Because you know you're two days away. So you're like, ah, this is what happens. The weekend comes. So on the 20th, you're going to say, I should just fast it today. Because we're all going to fast it Sunday anyways. So what we're going to do on the 20th is don't do it. Don't break your fast. Come to church at night. And let's spend some time in prayer and in worship with the bread of life. Let's eat spiritually from the manna of heaven So that it could push you forward to break it together on Sunday. You could do it. Come to church on the 20th at night. Amen? Put that on your calendar. We have something to keep you guys alive. (laughs) But the Lord will do that in your own private place for sure. Our breakthrough to live in the joy of that. That we see him. Get ready for your fast. Plan for it. It's coming. It's here. It's tomorrow. What am I going to sacrifice when the hurt appears due to the sacrifice? Have I set myself to seek the Lord, to seek his word? So here it is for many of you, for any of you, for one of you. If you're like, ah, I really don't read his word. Get ready. It starts tomorrow. You're going to start reading the word on your phone. You're going to put on audible in your car. You're going to wake up early. You're going to go to sleep later, whatever it takes. But you're going to get into the word. Start reading the life of Jesus if you want. I need help. Where do I start? Start with Matthew, then go to Mark, then go to Luke, then go to John. You're going to read so much that you'll read all the gospels in two weeks. Trust me. Read it. Learn of Jesus, of his teachings, of his signs, of his wonders, of his goodness. When hurt appears because of that sacrifice, get into the word, get into the prayer, have church at home, put on worship music, turn off the television, don't binge watch, really make it intentional for the next few days to really seek the face of God. How many of you could say amen? So what's going to happen? Hunger will come, we've already said that, headaches will come, yes, bad attitudes may arise. You've ever been hangry? You may want to faint at that. Pastor, I need to call you because I think I almost fainted. 
Drink some water. That's part of fasting. Check your sugar level. Check all that. Make sure you're healthy. But you're probably going through a good fast. I do not want any of you to be hospitalized. And when you get to the ER and they ask you to fill out, my pastor told me not to eat. No, that's not what I'm telling you to do. Be wise. Set yourself up. They want to give up. And in giving up, you may give in. Want to give in. None of us are giving in. You may want to give up. You may want to give in. But I want you to write this down in your notes. I will set myself to discipline. If I quit on this, I may go the rest of the year quitting on everything else. So I have to stay faithful as I start the year to seek the Lord through this fast. I won't quit. Don't start the year with bad habits. And then give an excuse as, the Lord knows my heart. He sure does. He knows every secret chamber of that heart and of that mind. So don't pull the, the Lord's arm. Be disciplined. Work for it. Break yourself down. You're listening to me, and I'm listening to myself, and I'm the first one. Because I don't want you to think that I'm anything different than you. I say break yourself down. And you're sitting here, and you know you need to be broken down. Break yourself down so that he could build you back up. Why are you fasting so that the Lord can build you as you break yourself? Amen? Fasting was not meant to be easy. That is why the religious leader would disfigure their faces. Because it was meant to be hard. So they would go out to the square where everyone was at. And they would look sad. What's wrong? I'm fasting. It wasn't meant to be easy. They would show others their pain. That attitude of woe is me. Our fasting may not be easy, yes. But I believe this for a fact. I believe that you're going to break through. And that you're going to enter a new year revolution. A sudden, radical, and complete change that you've been praying for. How can you say such a thing? Because that's what God wants for you anyways. So of course it's going to happen. He's just been waiting for you to seek him. And now is the moment to seek him together. How many of you can say amen? When it gets difficult, don't quit on the Lord. Don't quit on your brothers and sisters because you know you're going to see them again at 530. You know you're going to see them on a Wednesday. You know you're going to see them on that Friday we're going to call that Friday um, Friday Fuel Gathering. It's our Friday Fuel. We're going to fill up our tanks to end strong. So you don't quit on each other. When I want to quit, I'm going to think about Josue back there. And I said, if I quit, how am I going to look at him in the eyes and say, everything's going good, brother? 
I got to make sure that I'm in this war together. And I want to make sure that I honor the Lord. So don't quit on the Lord. Don't quit on your brothers, on your sisters. Jesus says, when you fast, anoint your head, wash your face. Come on, comb your hair. I'm going to tell you this. Remain confident in the Lord, your great rewarder. And in him, he is your great reward himself. The Bible says in Hebrews 10, the author of Hebrews writes this. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Powerful verses there. What will you sacrifice for it to hurt? So in those moments, you put your gaze on him, that a new heart will be formed, that our minds would be transformed, and that our will would be aligned and submitted to his. Fast. Everyone say fast. Yeah. (laughs) You're probably like, I hope it goes fast. Fast. See God in these next weeks. And let this be a consistent thing even throughout the year. On the 22nd, they'll just go back. But let this catapult you to new things, to more fast that you will personally take throughout the year. Amen? Let this be a year where you set yourself to see heaven in all things. Search for heaven throughout this fast. Search for heaven throughout this year. Lay it all down for Christ. Lay it all down for the kingdom that awaits. So here is my prayer in all of this. Here is my prayer for us. Here is my prayer that in all that we may do this year and onward in 2023. And this is what it is. Jesus speaks in Matthew and he starts talking about this fasting and he continues with this conversation, with this sermon, sermon that he's giving on the mount and straight from fasting Jesus begins to say some incredible words. I'm going to ask the team to maybe come up here. I'm going to wrap this up. He begins to speak on laying up treasures in heaven. He goes from fasting to let's talk about heaven. So I couldn't just come up here and speak to you about fasting without ending with heaven. This is what I believe. I believe that Jesus is doing something so amazing with his words. If you've ever learned anything about Jesus, he was a wordsmith. He used his words so perfectly. Jesus was cautious with his words. Jesus, as he was careful with them, he wanted to place them in the right places, especially when he had an audience. So he gives a teaching about fasting, and he's breaking down fasting, and immediately, in the same sentences of fasting... He merges fasting together. He weaves it together. And he weaves it with this idea of heaven and laying up treasures. And like, what does my fasting have to do with treasures in heaven? And I'm believing this for our fasting, especially our fasting. That it's a fast that prepares us. A fast that equips us. A fast that gives us purpose. A fast that keeps us on the straight track, or maybe we could say the narrow path. Scripture says many are those who walk on the broad path. But a few are the ones who walk on the narrow, whose end is eternal life. The broad path, the widened path, leads to eternal destruction. But he wants to keep us on the narrow path. So right from fasting, what does he say in verse 19? Listen to this. He says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. 
moth and where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break and steal. Don't do that, he says, but lay yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, neither where thief or anything can break in and steal. Look what he says in verse 21. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So as we close up this idea of of a new year revolution, to start our fast tomorrow, he breaks down right from fasting the difference between treasures on earth and treasures in heaven. It's a battle. The spiritual things versus the physical things. Did you see that? Why would Jesus speak about a physical thing like earth and a spiritual thing like heaven while speaking about fasting? Because our whole life is about God. It's about Jesus being Lord of both the spiritual things and the physical things. You can't be spiritual while being a carnal heathen. You ever met someone like that? No, they're spiritual. They talk to spirits. You, they do sessions with you. But they're carnal heathens. And the Lord is saying, no, you see, I'm in the world, in the physical, and I'm in the world of spiritual, and I'm, I'm Lord of both. I'm king of both, and and here we are, and we're about to enter this fast, and in this fast, guess what we're going to experience? We're going to experience a match, a wrestling, a battle, a fight, a discourse, a yelling, a quiet. We're going we're gonna to feel it. Trust me, day one, you're going to feel it between the physical part of you and the spiritual part of you, and they're going to be at each other, and I, I, I can't wait for this. On the 22nd, when I ask, who won? Did the physical man win, or did the spiritual man win? So, so right away, Jesus says, there are treasures on earth, but I'm talking to you about the treasures in heaven. Because that's what we're made up of. We're physical beings while yet still being spiritual. And many times we get confused that because we're on this earth and because we have flesh and blood, that we set up things for this earth while forgetting that Everything that we do should be for the purposes of heaven. And our fast is going to direct us to that. In this passage, Jesus does not say it's wrong to possess earthly treasure. He's saying that it's wrong to lay it up for yourself. We're to hold on to it as stewards. Our material treasures will not pass from this life to the next. But the good that has been done for the kingdom of God through the use of our treasures, that lasts for eternity. And the work that God does in us through faithful giving will last for eternity. Those are things that speak on for eternity. So let our fast, as we get ready to enter, let it direct us to the issues and to the condition of our hearts. How many of you can write that down on your notes? What is the condition of my heart? What are the issues of my heart? Here it is. Your fast is going to directly, boom, run right into those things.
And when in your fast, you confronted by the issues and the condition of your heart, you're going to start to see this. Oh my goodness, where my heart is, there is where my treasure is found. And in these next 14 days, you and I are going to both learn whether our treasures are on earth or whether our treasures are laid up in heaven. Because the fast is going to highlight the condition of our heart. And where your heart is, there your treasure will be. How many of you are excited to see where you're storing up your treasures at? That is why Jesus goes from fasting into the... I never saw that like that. Maybe I'm just not biblically educated yet. I don't know. But what an amazing concept. How G, I mean, what a wordsmith. What a, what a genius he is. I'm laying up treasures on this earth because that's where my heart is. And in this fast, he's going to direct and he's going to lead me to the condition of my heart to show me that I'm putting treasures in the wrong place, in the wrong account. So church, because I love you and we love you, may this fast cut us to our hearts. Making hearts of stones, hearts of flesh again. Hearts after Christ. Hearts after the kingdom of heaven. Let this fast move us forward throughout this whole year to lay our treasures up in heaven. You hear what I just said? To lay up our treasures in heaven where neither moss nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. There is where I want to put my treasures, where it's safe and where nothing can touch it. So I end with this that we would not feel and that we would not continue to experience and feel this thought. I keep living on in my life. I keep moving forward and I feel like the moth and rust is destroying. I feel like thieves have broken in and stolen. I don't want you to be honest right now about this. Just be honest with God right there in your heart. But you don't have to do it publicly. But deep in your heart, you went through 2022 and you feel like moth and rust have destroyed. You feel like things have broken in and stolen. And you've lived on the whole year just getting by. Every Sunday you're here, you're on thin ice. Every time you pray, you're hanging on a on just a thread because you've lived your whole year with moth and rust destroying with things breaking in and stealing if that's you I want you to be honest with God right now but not this year this year you enter as you examine your life listen to these words this year you enter this new year, you enter with God, laying up your treasures in heaven so that you don't come to the end of the year and say, 
I'm hanging on a light thread. I'm, I'm standing on thin ice again. But that you would be more victorious by December than you are today in January. And that you would say, I'm doing great. Because I've laid up my treasures in heaven. Where neither moth nor rust destroy it. And no thief can come in and break and steal. This is my new year revolution. This is my new year sudden and radical and complete change. This is the moment where I will walk into my breakthrough. To never be the same again. I will not move forward this year like I have in prior years. This year will be about laying up treasures in heaven once and for all. Not earthly things that are destroyed eventually and that do not go to heaven up, up to heaven with us. But the heavenly things that we will meet with one day in eternity and say there is our great reward. Come on, how many of you could just spend the time with God right there? This is what I would like to do. We're going we're gonna to sing this song one more time, but I would love to start the year off worshiping together. It doesn't matter if you have a child with you, bring your child up. Give some room uh, for some of our sisters um, that need assistance. Make, make, make room for them up to come up here. And, but let's all come together, and as we sing this song, I would love to worship together. And maybe at the end, we'll all lift up our hands and we'll hold hands and we'll close off in prayer as we get ready to start off our fast. Or we'll open up our fast in prayer. So the altar, the front is open. Push seats back. Let's all come to the front. Let's sing this song together. And as we close off in prayer, let's link up our arms. Let's lift them up to heaven. And let's declare these truths that we've spoken about before the presence of our great reward, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Come on, let's do it.